0: Everyone relax. This is Topo. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and guest Charlie Clawson. Matt Kirschen is back. Matt, it's good to have you back, by I the way. I love being you. on the show. It's a pleasure. Ah, people love you as well. well you well. are one of our most popular guests. You really are. I'm so very it's... happy to hear that. No, this it's is... exciting.
1: We're back in uh, we're back in LA. We were on location last time we did this.
0: This is true. We are the two who have taken on the road as well. That's what I like. You know, and you're and yeah. you're doing this before you get a haircut today. I, I know. mean that's
1: So this is so um I apologize to the listeners in advance. You're mm. gonna be hearing my hair is currently... It's just a bit too long. Right. It just needs to be pared down a bit. And you Nobody's going to look at you and think you're, pro- you're a hippie or anything. Though, no, but it's, that just, you're going to it's just getting man. a little bit unruly. And yeah. I think you'll probably be able to tell that in tell. my voice. Yeah. You've got to... You, uh, but I had, know, to, I had to make a decision. Uh-huh. I had to make a call. I was like, do I do the podcast now feeling uh-huh. like my hair is slightly not right. quite its, at its best? Yeah. Or later... Mm-hmm but know that there'll be some irritating little scratchy bits of hair that are down the back of my neck. Right, because you won't have time to shower
0: or anything, will you? Because you're going straight from a haircut to a show, yeah?
1: Well, now, because I'm doing the show first, Uh I think I'm going to go home first, have a shower, swap shirts. Right. Right.
0: So 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 then I've already by doing it this way we've made tonight's show better.
1: Yeah, you because already there's no way setters. you
0: could do setlist. We'd catch with like, you back. Why would with, you do that? Well, imagine if you did like you did it better. Th- that's always my fear
1: when you do something <laughs> unusual. <laughs> just... Like imagine
0: if it was better. I'll have to right? have
1: heroin overdose before every gig. Well, <laughs> like...
0: I, I, I I've, I've spoken about this before, but I still think the best gig that I've ever done in my entire life was when I um I, I was in London. In fact. And uh, I had to fly back from London and then on the Sunday night, so I'm getting back on a like, Sunday morning from London after two weeks of doing shows, I had to fly in. And that day, uh, Paul Provenza and those guys had uh, put a gig on at the Mint in LA and it was all Australian comedians that night, right? Right. And Rove was on and I was on and like a bunch of other Aussie comedians were on, Why right? did they
1: put that on? That's a weird thing for them to decide like, to I have take... no idea.
0: But anyway, we're doing this night of Australian comedy and like, you know, there's a few people even on there that I don't really know but are Australians who are working over here and yep. stuff. And, and so, I'm like, well, that's brilliant. You know what? I, w- I will get home to my apartment and I will have a sleep in the apartment during the day and then I will get up and go to the gig. Brilliant. Nice yep. one. Nailed it, right? Uh, unfortunately, when I got back, I'd had some people staying in my apartment, some people house-sitting the apartment. And they, thinking they were doing something really nice, had arranged a cleaner to come in that day and clean the entire house, oh, right? Oh, no. But the cleaner had come in just as I arrived and wanted to go to bed. Oh, that's the, the worst. The cleaner had arrived. See, I've had
1: that in a very marginal, like lower-scale uh-huh. version of that where I've had to get up for early morning radio or something when I'm doing a right. a club somewhere and then I get back to my room wanting a, a nap afterwards just when the housekeeper's there. But that's like... that's fifty. 50- that's like 20 minutes tops. Right. Three hours,
0: Matt. No. Three
1: hours, right?
0: So, now you, you know what it's like. You're in that weird, jet-laggy state. Yeah. You, you could probably shake off with a quick nap or, like, even a cup of coffee and a shower, right? Yeah. But...
1: I can't do any of those things. Because there's a stranger in your house with a poop. Right. And it's not like
0: when there's a house cleaner in there. Like you can just go, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed.
1: Yeah. You guys just clean my house around me, (laughs)
0: but I'm going to go to bed. Well,
1: they do sleep dentistry now. That's the thing I keep seeing adverts for in uh, around LA Uh where they basically just put you to sleep. Yeah. Nitrous oxide or whatever. And then... And Would then, you like to not and remember being molested? Morning. Yeah, exactly. Right. But then you wake, up, you, not the like, <laughs> you wake up the next morning. What am I talking
0: about? You wake up the next morning. You wake up a
1: few days later. You're like,
0: dizzy. You don't know where you've
1: been or where your teeth are. <laughs> you, wake, you wake up You know, a couple of hours later and, and your you've crown and bridge or whatever is all done. Uh-huh. There might be a market for sleep cleaners. Oh, yeah, where you're like, right. I, don't, I, don't, I, I could go out and have a stroll, but I need a nap. Right. Why don't you just put me under? Have, have a trained anaesthetist there, put me under, and then just lift things around. Just move me wherever you need me to be. You know what? I don't even need to be the sleep thing. I'm happy with the happy gas. You <laughs> get me some nitrous and you <laughs> sit me
0: in a corner and I won't care that you're cleaning. <laughs> I'll just go on that. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, all I right. just so- have to explain to them as, I just really like balloons. <laughs> <laughs> just really, just, I'm really into Balloons. I um So,
0: I eventually got back to the apartment. Now, yeah. it's probably... I think the gig was like at eight. Now, I'm headlining the gig, but I wanted to be there for the whole gig, you know, see yeah. how it goes, you know. It's always better to do that. Plus, I wanted to, to be there and yeah. have some fun.
1: And you want to know what Australian jokes have been done. Right. Yeah, all that sort of stuff, right? Who's done all the room references now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. That's why I'm always terrified when you do set lists before me. I have to, we to always... both watch...
1: attack it the same way. Right. We both go for the... Like, we both try... I, I always try and get a few funny... Like, like I never do material up top because I think that's cheating and I think it's weird. But I'll I agree. always try and get a few funny references to either something that's already right. happened or something in the room.
0: Just something to start with. Yeah. Or something you'd be able to go with if, you know, there's a, a bit in between that you want to pat in between or whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so I do often sit and watch you and just go, shit, Fuck. <laughs>
1: I'm annoyed. I was going to oh, talk about those. he's done the barrels. I was about <laughs> to say barrel. I was literally about to say barrel. <laughs> he's done the barrel bit. You know have what? Have you done it in the new in the new location? Then? I haven't. Ne-
0: uh, a couple of weekends from now, I'll be in Santa Barbara doing. Uh, I'm going to be there with you. Hi, oh, yeah,
1: awesome. Um, but the new the new one, look, I'm going to have to think of something new to say about it because I've already done that room now. But it looks like the set of Breaking Bad. Oh, are you because this isn't this one's not a winery; it's a uh-huh. beer brewing company. Right. And they have these just industrial chemical tanks. You know the place where they went in like in seasons, f- I yes. think three onwards, the secret underground, underground. Yeah. place where they were man- the industrial manufacturing plant. It looks like that.
0: Mm.
1: It's just these huge, I'm going to say like 20 foot high stainless steel drums of something.
0: Well, to be honest, from the progression that, that gig in Santa, uh, Santa Barbara seems to be having from venue to venue, we started at a winery,
1: It's now we're at a beer
0: manufacturing, like give us six months, we may be in a meth lab, it's gonna be <laughs> a we might actually be standing on a bathtub, <laughs> <laughs> down in an underground bunker,
1: that seems to be where it's going. It'll still be, it's Santa Barbara, so it'll still be artisan meth.
0: Oh yeah, right, yeah, no, that's it'll right, no be- chemicals, this is all, <laughs> I mean mostly it's made out of kelp, it's, it's, <laughs> it's meth kelp. It's a, it's a homeopathic... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we just put a tiny little drop <laughs> of meth. Uh, in, but the Agitate. Yeah, the water remembers the meth. <laughs> it remembers, it the- remembers
1: the meth. That's all you well, need. Well, it kind of does after what the meth did to it. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, in Australia, meth has become this, like, major, major issue. Like, re- there, are old, there are whole country towns and stuff that are, like, essentially addicted to meth. Now, that
1: doesn't surprise me a huge amount just because... I've, I don't think I've ever tried to get drugs in Australia, but I do know from friends of mine who've toured there for longer, it's ludicrously expensive for most drugs, and that makes uh-huh. sense, because most drugs are things that are grown somewhere, processed and moved, Right. and it's one thing trying to get cocaine from South America to the UK, that's still a hassle, but getting it to Australia...
0: For what would cost you like $50 in America would cost you 350
1: or $400 right. in Australia. Whereas something like meth... Which they is- should update
0: that on the, the stockbroking news at the end of, <laughs> end of the news report <laughs> and Extend in cocaine
1: drugs. news. Yeah, well, I
0: remember back in the day like where, we, like where people I knew were paying $50 a pill for ecstasy right. when it was like, you know...
1: When in London it was like a quid. Three quid, quid or yeah. something,
0: Yeah. Like, we would hear those stories. It was like Jack and the Magic Bean. Shortly
1: after that, (laughs) a lot of Australian comics started showing up in the UK. (laughs) That would be around the time we started getting Steve Hughes sleeping on our couch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I like to think that the entire, like, Australians in London is basically based on the idea that people were like, seriously? Seriously. I know it's expensive to live there, but the money we're going to be saving on ecstasy, we won't even have to eat. We can just take more ecstasy. We won't want to eat. It's going to be fine.
1: I'm going to dance my way to a
0: career. Right. So, um. Uh, so, meth is everywhere now. So, again. meth is everywhere. Like, but whole country towns. And I guess because country towns, like if you, like, I mean, my my brother's dairy farm would be perfect place to make meth. Because, like, you get to order most of the same chemicals already. Right. Like, to have a farm. So it's not that hard to kind of like order a couple of Plus,
1: extra things. So that's the other thing. I was just thinking about, I mean, I guess America has the same thing. And it's a reason why it's a big problem in a lot of small town America and middle America is there's so much space. It's so hard to track it. Right. But like, it's seemed- going be pretty hard to hide a meth lab in London. Right. Or even like in the middle of Sydney. But <laughs> like, you could just drive from a, like from Sydney, you could drive for three hours in one direction. Right. And you're in, and you're nowhere near anything. Wow, you're a place where Ivan Milat used to
0: bury a lot of bodies. Who's they that? Ivan Milat? Do you know him? The backpacker killer. Oh, okay. Did they not warn you British people about him? He mostly got British people. There did was he, he was the backpacker killer. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a very sad story about the uh, Solar tr- Soul Asylum's, uh, you know, film clip for Runaway Train. Do you remember that song by Soul Asylum, I Runaway Train? I remember song, yeah. And in every country, they did this really beautiful thing where they would put, like, missing children, like, from that country in the Runaway Train video clip to kind of raise awareness of these missing children. Okay. And then in Australia, it became really macabre because most of the people who were in there ended up being killed killed by this like serial killer By that I've one same lap. guy. Yeah.
1: How many did he kill then? He must be one of the biggest tallies of
0: Um you know what? Kill. I'm going to look it up because I would like before I wade, you know, into this like you know knowing things about Australia yeah. that I don't actually know. I'm going to look it up on my computer. See, <laughs> so,
1: my personal connection to serial killers or oh, well, my personal local collection. All right. Um, Good tangent. Did you ever- <laughs> Did you ever visit uh, the, house, the comedy house in London? The one that I used to live in, along with Phil Nichol, no, Kerry I, Marks. I did. I did indeed. Um, Nick Doody and various other... Oh, Wayne Deacon was there for a bit. Henning <laughs> Venn. Uh, Rob Heaney. I'm trying to remember all the comics who stayed there. Paul Byrne, although he's a comics brother and works with comics, rather than doing it himself. Uh, I'm missing out several. Nick Coppin. That's right. He lived there. Anyway, a ton of comics <laughs> that, live there. That, that should be
0: that should be a, a house where, like, the comedy store here in LA. All the names,
1: yeah. are on the outside, there, there should be. It should at least have a Wikipedia page. Right. Some, let's get on to that. You should. But, that
0: would be actually. You know, it would be like, there's, they've, they've there's, always wanted to do a great, like, you know, comedians always have wanted to do a great sitcom about comedy, like that sort of comedy house. You know, yeah, that, that it, would kind of be a fun idea.
1: You have no idea how many times that was mentioned. <laughs> like, it was just like, of we should, why, why, why are we writing a sitcom? Um, and the truth is, oh, because the other trappings are living in a big comedy house, get in the way of writing sitcoms. Right. <laughs> like yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and that, none of that stuff you can put in the sitcom. Uh,
1: but, uh, oh, and, and loads of people used to crash there as well when they were visiting. But um, that house is on Cranley Gardens, which is a street in Muswell Hill, Crouch End, North London. And Cranley Gardens, if you say it to many people, that's a notorious address. Oh, really? Uh, Cranley Gardens was one of the three houses in the final house uh, address lived in by Dennis Nielsen. Uh-huh. Who killed, I think, it was in the low teens. Wow. In the mid-80s. There's a book written about it called Killing for Company. Right. And he, uh, and he killed uh, mostly young gay men. And he was finally caught when the drains were blocked up in the house. Uh-huh. Uh, and they called in. Why were the drains blocked up? Because because uh, there were bones in them drains. Oh my god! He was flushing remains, and they called... people. And they called You meant to put the bones in the little plastic box next it to the toilet. Always says yeah. It you says don't put the syringes like, and
0: bones and tampons.
1: You don't put the bones in. You you the the flesh goes in the drains. That's fine. The bone goes in the bin. Remember, flush flesh. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Bones bag. Bags bag.
0: It's like, it's a very, we came up with the slogan. Yeah. So you would remember. I can't believe you don't know that from school.
1: Like you didn't go to serial killer university. So they called a plumber out and the plumber was like, I think there's a human bones in the drains. Mm-hmm. And they went, well, we should probably call the police then. Right. And in between the pli- okay.
0: Someone might've just accidentally flushed himself down yeah. the toilet.
1: <laughs> well, by the time the police came to look at it, they looked in there and they're like, and, and it was, and there were trick- chicken bones mm. in the drain. Oh. Um, and they were like, Oh, it's just chicken bones and the plumber was like, Those aren't the bones that were there before. They were human bones before. So then they went back to Dennis and were like, Did you swap out the bones? And he's like, Yeah, you got me, I'm a serial killer. <laughs> 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 right now.
0: If I'm, I, like, I'm I paraphrasing. Hope, no, I hope that's how it happened. Like, I'm not saying anyone listening to this, please don't be a serial killer. But if there is anyone listening <laughs> to this who, like... If you've already serial if killed. If you've already serial killed and you're sitting there going... And by the way, well, shame on you. Shame on you. I don't endorse it. <laughs> and I'm not sure that you should even be enjoying the podcast, but you could redeem it with one thing. <laughs> if when you get caught, and you will get caught... Uh, You could say, you got me. I'm a serial killer. I'd be happy about that. (laughs) That would make it all okay for me. All right. I'm going to tell you about Ivan Milat. Okay, do Uh, it. Now, I'm going to tell you two things. Firstly, when you Google, uh, when you go to Wikipedia for Ivan Milat, uh, you get Ivan Milat, uh, you get two choices, which is very unfortunate for the other Ivan Milat. Because Ivan Milat was going along having his cool name. Uh, It's actually Ivan Milat Lukata. He's a Serbian painter and sculptor.
1: You know. He's the other Ivan Milat. He's the other Ivan Milat. So he would Imagine have always, he...
0: asked that guy, Ivan Milat, not that one.
1: <laughs> Imagine if you bought, if you're a real fan of his art. Right. And you keep trying to buy his art and then keep accidentally getting stuff that was done in prison, prison. by a maniac. <laughs> right. It's just like skulls and blood.
0: All right, let's uh, look at Ivan Milat, Serial Killer. All right, what's he done? Uh, okay, so um, the backpack- And by the way, shame
1: on him. Shame on him.
0: Uh, Backpacker murders is the name given to a spate of serial killings that occurred in New South Wales, Australia, during the 1990s. The bodies of seven missing young people, aged 19 to 22, were discovered... I mean, now, again, you shouldn't kill anyone. Yeah. But compared to a guy who killed, like, nearly 20 people and flushed them down the toilet, Ivan's not looking that bad suddenly. It's not looking as bad. Right, yet. not as bad. Uh, so... Um, uh, the bodies of seven missing young people aged 19 and 22 were discovered partly buried in the Balanglo State Forest, 15 kilometers southwest of the New South Wales town of Berrimer. Uh Five of the victims were international backpackers visiting Australia. Uh, three German, two British. And two were Australian travellers from Melbourne. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. That's, so that's what he... i
1: to look at how many Dennis Nelson did now. Right. Because um, I don't want to mislead... You. Uh, your listeners, although they tend to write in with corrections and stuff. They're pretty on it, your listeners. Oh, yeah, no, no. They're, they're, they. Uh, We've got some great fingering talk going, by the way, from, I, I know quite a few of you guys tweeted in and with...
0: The finger blasting was one that blast, I... that was
1: Canadian, wasn't that it? That felt
0: like too much. <laughs> like, like,
1: like, if finger banging was over the top right. from Americans, finger blasting Canadians, what are you playing at? <laughs> right, but isn't like, that,
0: that's a Canadian take on an American thing, right? You know, the Americans, they bang. Whereas the Canadians, they blast. You know, it's nice. Makes
1: them sound like a coal
0: miner. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'll send you the canary first. And then I'm going to finger blast you. Uh, see what happens.
1: Um, here we go. All right. 12 to 15 victims. Okay. All right. He, was, uh, he is, he's still alive, um, a serial killer and necrophiliac. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. oh so at least he's making use of, you know, everything.
0: Right, I Uh, suppose.
1: And, yeah, all of his murders were committed in one of two North London addresses. And one of them was in Muswell Hill.
0: Well, I guess at least he he killed his own people before they fucked them. Because it's like people who eat meat, you know? Like, I say, if you are willing to kill your own meat, then you can eat your own meat. But, like, I guess it's the same if you're a necrophiliac. You
1: can't just... And he was making use of everything. He was making right. use of the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like the Native Americans with Buffalo. Right. Still a terrible person. We don't
0: endorse anything <laughs> we don't anything We, that we do done. not
1: endorse. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> this <is> enough. <laughs> Neither Will nor I, <laughs> nor the podcast as a whole, endorses serial killing. No, not one.
0: Not one. Well, one wouldn't even count as a serial killing, I guess.
1: No. Unless you sort of...
0: Like, to. is it one? Like, if you had plans to do more, but you got caught after your first one, is it still a serial killing, or do you have to have done more than one?
1: Would it be attempted serial killing? Right. <laughs> You're an attempted. with attempted serial <laughs> killing. <laughs> Even the other serial killers
0: are laughing behind
1: your back. You'd only you'd only got as far as plotting the map and coming right. up with the codes.
0: Oh yeah, no, you'd spent all the time putting the weird polaroids in your basement <laughs> dungeon and like putting up all the string really yeah. nicely.
1: You'd written the poem. Right. You'd, oh. you'd solved the equation that if the detectives could not resolve, you, you would cut, find you.
0: You had cut so many letters out of newspapers <laughs> and magazines, <laughs> like you were so. They came down and he was so prepared. He was yeah. ready to go. You
1: Just, had a map where you timed it all out. You had like... And it spells out. Like if you connect oh, yeah, to the all whole yeah. It's all a secret message. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, it's full it's of a clues. It's picture of Princess Diana's face. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> connect all the dots. You've done everything. You've done everything
0: right. It solves all the mysteries in the final season of Lost. All the unsolved <laughs> ones are also in there.
1: You are Ooh. ready to go. If that were the case... Now, I was a yeah. Lost fan, but I know a lot of people were, were sort of annoyed by that. As, a lo- I, as I presume you were a lost viewer. I was
0: a lost viewer and a fan.
1: If it turned out that someone through the pattern of serial killings was explaining and solving that series and mm-hmm, making it better mm-hmm, environment, mm-hmm. but it only got halfway through the killings, mm-hmm. would you kind of want them to finish the job? Just yes. you, right.
0: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't wish it upon the people who are going to get killed, but yes, I would like to know. I mean, I understand that a lot of people died getting my iPhone to me, but I still enjoy my iPhone. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, people die all the time in the commission of the things that we take for granted. So, like, just because it was more obvious. And it's not even going to be that many people, right? Like, probably, like, you know, uh, John Oliver on his amazing new show, which I'm really loving, did a great great, uh, report on General Motors and how many people had died in GM cars. And it was stunning. And he was look, you know, talking about the idea if you had a product that had killed like 60 people or 70 people or whatever it was, the, the number that he quoted. You know, so that's – people still buying those cars. Yep. And that's less people than my serial killer is going to kill. People to die finish. making films, just doing stunts. All the time people die to entertain us. So what? A few people can't die so go. I can be entertained? <laughs> so I can really enjoy Lost? <laughs>
1: Uh, 23 Cranny Gardens, by the way, is where Dennis lived. Oh. And we are at 183 at the other end of the road. Okay. But don't go there now because now comedians don't live there. Oh. So you'd be knocking on the door and paying homage to people. <laughs> like, you should imagine this quest to find someone I heard on a podcast a bit, apparently lived here a few years ago.
0: Right. It's like, well, you know what? People are excited by different things. And, yep. you know, Mark Marin has talked about the idea that he's had visitors, you know, at his. To see the garage. To he, see the garage where he records his podcast and stuff um, like that
1: uh bob dylan i think one of his hobbies is visiting the childhood homes of musicians he enjoys yes and there was a story a few years ago did you hear this one yes have we even, i sat in the ca- i don't know if we've talked, about, we on this talked about this on the show well
0: i think we may anyway, have done. we may have but i sat in the cafe where they've got the plaque that he sat in the cafe that day before he so tell the story again i like this story. I,
1: I i love the story that he was somewhere in canada and I think he was near to Neil Young's childhood home. I think that's who it was. Right. And he got arrested for trespassing mm-hmm. by someone, by a young officer who didn't really... Well, Bob Dylan doesn't... Even Bob Dylan now doesn't look like Bob Dylan. No. If you're aware of Bob...
0: Doesn't doesn't sound like him either, as I found out going to see him about a year and a half ago. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, do I do mean, you do? it was like... And this is absolutely no dis- disrespect to Bob Dylan. The reason that we went to the concert was because we were fans of Bob Dylan and I am a fan of Bob Dylan. Yeah. But we, we left and it's rare that I will leave a concert, but we left because we loved Bob Dylan. And like it was we just couldn't killing the memory. Oh, it was terrible. Like his voice was absolutely shot and you just couldn't, it was like, I mean, it was, uh, it was like, like Grover was doing <laughs> a concert. <laughs> like it was, I just couldn't, it hurt. It hurt me to listen to it.
1: Uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh God, I love the idea of Grover doing... Right. <laughs> Grover sings Grover Dylan. sings
0: the songs of Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> but an album. <laughs> just If somebody, like in the Henson Empire, just g- gets really fucking weird, like they own all the shit, and they're just like, what's our next project? And it's like, Grover sings Bob Dylan. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, <laughs> and then we do Animal Does Arcade Fire. <laughs>
1: I'm crazy. I'm crazy and I own all this. Hey, you might think I'm crazy, but you doubt me about Elmo reads the poems of Sylvia Plath and look <laughs> at how successful that was.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's right. You can't argue with that sort of success, you know? Everybody's in.
1: Double platinum. Right. Okay, so... Um, Uh, So Bob Dylan gets arrested And they And and he's You know He's looking like a vagrant And the the cop goes Who are you And what are you doing here And he said I'm Bob Dylan Mm. And the trouble with that Is A lot of people Who look like that When asked who they are Say I'm Bob Um, Dylan Or some other. And they're very rarely thing. Bob Dylan. No. <laughs> I would say ninety-nine point so nine percent you... of the time not Bob Dylan.
0: <laughs> Nearly always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if you had to like I would say the <laughs> odds are even better than than climate science being right. <laughs> even be, even bigger. A smaller percentage. <laughs> it's... Uh all right. So uh I uh, flew back to America. That's what I was telling you the story about. Just got back a couple of days. I flew back. uh, No, so this gig I was telling you about this gig. Oh yes, of course. So I flew back and um, I decided that I would. uh, So I got about an hour and a half to the gig. This is this is the point. I got about an hour and a half to the gig, and I think, is that time to have a nap? Like it's dangerous. I haven't slept. You know, maybe. I thought no. You know what? I can do it. I set my alarm. Uh, I thought I'll have an hour. An hour will be better than nothing, and then I'll get up, and I'll go to the gig, right? Yeah. I woke up. Now, the first sign that something's gone wrong is it's dark. It shouldn't be dark yet. Right. It's dark. (laughs) The second sign that something's gone wrong is that my alarm is going off, and has clearly been going off for a (laughs) a long time, and I've just been sleeping through it. I don't know if I've been incorporating it into my dreams, like there's sirens going on, or if I'm at a rave, or whatever, but... I'm just sleeping soundly through this. So suddenly I look at my watch and it's like, I guess it's like 9.20. Gig started at 8, right? Right. And I'm in a blind panic. You know, that just adrenaline rush of being in a blind panic. I get up and I'm my hips, my osteoarthritis is so bad because I've been on a plane. Oh, right, And then yeah. I'm like, you know... I've been walking around anyway. I'm like I'm limping out of bed. I thought I should do something medicinal about that. That seems like a good idea. I have got in a cab, I've rushed down to the gig. So now I'm just like jet-lagged and weirdly out of my mind and just like I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. I'm in panic, it's right?
1: Disheveled. I'm um, presuming you didn't have time to shower. Oh no, I showered. I had to shower. Had like,
0: to- <laughs> but apparently, so that anyway, they'd sent people back to find me. Is the uh, so basically I'd left like they said that they could still almost see my outline in the steam from the the apartment because clearly I just got in the shower got out of the shower and almost run out the door right so I've got down to the gig as it turns out Rove's just going on stage I've still got like 20 minutes or whatever right so the only way I can get through this fucking you know I'm feeling just like out of my mind like I'm half asleep I'm jet lagged like you know I'm medicated it's all going badly right so I think you know what I should do I should have something to drink. Yeah. Because, you know, you kind of go like, like, I can't pull out of this.
1: I've just got to see if Double I can down. go through, right? Yeah. yeah. I fucking see you and I raise you. I think I remember reading somewhere that if you're like already kind of drunk and you get more drunk it like, comes round the other side and you end up sober again. Yeah, it's like it- the it's because of gravity <laughs> or the <laughs> earth being round or something, right? Right? That's fine. <laughs> so,
0: no, I think it's the c- comedian in me which thinks if you're in a hole keep digging, Yeah. right? So I've had like four beers or whatever when Ro- while Rose on. In 20 on. minutes. Yeah. I've taken another two out onto stage when I start my set. And I honestly believe it's the best 45 minutes an hour <laughs> so you that went I've... Lo-
1: you went oh. long as
0: well. Yeah, like long. They were enjoying it though. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was. It was honestly one of the best sets I've ever done in my life. And if you told me that like that's the only way that I could be that good, <laughs> I think that I would do it, at least for big gigs. Like, yeah. I would fly from a different country. I would stay up all day. I
1: would have, like, that would be my routine. One of the best performances I've seen a friend of mine do, um, we got TJ Miller out to do the British tapings of Setlist. Oh, yeah, awesome. And he's, what he's. I think he's hilarious, but he his flight, he was going to be coming in that day because uh-huh. uh, he had some commitments in Denver the night before. So... We got him like the only flight we could that was like that got in that morning, and you're like, and I think we got him like a business class ticket. So it was like, so we're like, here's the deal: you're going to be able to sleep on the plane. Uh, it's a flat bed, and you got like six hours before the gig where you can have a nap, have a shower. Flight was horribly delayed. The flight was. <laughs> I was watching the flight, and right. it was like it was getting later and later and later. The flight didn't take off until seven hours after it was meant to. So he got in as the first show was taping. We did. We take two shows in the night, so that there was like a safety. So we uh-huh. had two bites of the cherry. And he he was landing as the first show was starting. We got him a driver from the airport, whisked him there. He got there just as the second show was starting. Uh, had I think we we let him change his shirt, uh-huh. and, and they're like you're on in a second. And he's like oh cool. How 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 long have how? I'm, I think I'm good to go. How long before I want? And they're like, No, now with you're literally going on. Like I was already doing warm up on the stage and like uh-huh. filling time uh-huh. before he had to be introduced. He went straight on stage, improvised stand up after a hellish twenty, probably twenty four hour being in an airport, and then being in a plane, and destroyed. Right, destroyed. So that's. So what that's he has secret. to do before every big gig. Every now. gig, I think I've done some really. Good it's going to be a well. really,
0: really weird touring schedule because, like, every time you'll have to fly at least nine hours between yeah. <laughs>
1: gigs. Just you get, to get it's like normally you get annoyed when you yeah. get booked for those bad Like, why did you? Why did, Why am I doing both sides of the country? Yeah. On alternate days. Why not, am I flying
0: uh, from uh, LA to San Francisco through four other cities? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's the cheapest ticket we can get. <laughs> it's the only way he's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. The cheapest ticket we could get was to fly you via Melbourne. So I hope you're okay with that. (laughs) Just trust me on this. It costs a fortune, but if we want good tape out of it, it's the way to do it.
0: (laughs) So, but this is the thing, right? If you knew that that was your ideal warm up or circumstance, like if you're a professional athlete, you know, some guys like to get really hyped up, some guys will sit in the corner and like listen to music or meditate or whatever, right? You're allowed to have your own approach. Yeah. Right? So if that was your approach, like in our industry, some people get nervous, some people read their set list, some people have a drink, some like there's yeah. All I different pace. Things. I'm a pacer. Right. So is it really that much weirder to fly if I have to fly internationally <laughs> between every gig? <laughs> 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 I mean, I think people would get into the idea for a while.
1: Yeah. It's like when you get when you do gigs in America, if you're sort of touring, they often give you a set amount of money for the gig, and yep. then they go like plus air. Yeah. Plus hotel and air, we're and like, well, you might want to think before you commit to this deal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> air for Will's a little bit pricier than you might have thought.
0: Oh, because you have to fly him in and out between every show too. <laughs> because it only works for the first show. If I'm in a place for like five nights, that's a disaster. Oh, if I'm doing a seven o'clock and a ten thirty show, I mean, how do I even? You have to have some sort of time machine. You have to have a flight simulator that I can sit in (laughs) between gigs.
1: One of those ones that are in the arcade that just bounces you around for a bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, at the very least, you have to get me a tiny plane from outside a shopping centre that I can sit in. So this is what I was thinking about your haircut, though, right? If you went to set list tonight and you'd had your haircut and it was you still had hair down the back of your neck, yeah, and it was just that little like in Bull Durham where uh, Tim Robbins had to wear the women's underwear under his baseball like his clothes so that he could take his mind off, you know, pitching, right? Oh, that th-
1: I haven't seen the film, but
0: right, oh, that's spoilers. Then came out twenty five years ago. You should be fine.
1: <laughs> it's actually a good film. Someone's just like listening to the podcast by watching the film and right. just just oh god damn it, damn it. It's not the twist at the end. <laughs> um, so uh,
0: anyway, so it's because he has a Oh, take- I like to
1: think it is. Like they revealed it like the tr- crying game. <laughs> Just the camera pans down and then there's a big reveal. <laughs>
0: He wins the world championships, and as they're hoisting him into the air as they always do for the hero shot, he's like, pants just fall down
1: slightly, <laughs> and he's just revealed the women's underwear. And then it just becomes a very different film. Right.
0: Was- oh, no, I like the idea that they lift him in the air in this scenario, and the underwear comes down, and it's like women's clearing women's underwear. And then just all the baseball guys who are holding him in the air just turn to the camera and give it a look at once. Like a really hammy <laughs> and sort of. Freeze frames, and the, camera and the credits and that's roll. A roll of credits. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen Jim Owens' film uh, The Crack I have not seen it but that. it's it's actually a really funny film but no. it has no ending <laughs> like the ending of the film is like he, he runs off into the desert and they turn the the film upside like you know just film it turns upside down and he just runs into the desert <laughs> and it's like oh what's over then?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> well holy grail they cheated the ending by just having them all be arrested hmm it's just like yeah we're done um so if
0: you had the hair thing if that gave you the little bull durham edge right then every gig you'd have to like you'd have have to have a small bag of hair that you carried with you now less expensive than
1: much less expensive
0: than my thing but still to have to sprinkle like a little bit of hair on you (laughs) like every night just to get
1: that it's
0: probably got to be your own hair too because like other people's hair would feel weird. weird
1: Imagine trying to take like a small baggie of hair through the airport and explaining that. That's for
0: my... It's nothing weird. (laughs) Or if you like meet someone after a show and like you're getting your stuff and you just have to get... (laughs) I just have to get my bag of hair. Hang on, were you coming? Uh, It's mine. It's it's my hair. hair. I just sprinkle it on myself. Oh, where are you going? (laughs) It's not a trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know you can't flush bones down a toilet? I did not know that. B bone and bag. Apparently, that's the rhyme <laughs> that's that you're meant to remember. But uh, you can flush the flesh and you can bag the bone. Now I remember, right? Yes. Why? Why are you going away from me? <laughs> uh so I um had uh, someone staying here in my house while I was away house sitting. Yeah, and uh, as I did this last time, I always like to have like people here when I'm not here. I think I'm paying for the place. I might as well, you know, have can like. Some-
1: Gets me use out of it. Right,
0: yeah. And I'm, I'm, I don't charge people to, like, stay here or anything. It's literally just, like, can you look after the place and, right. and whatever. And I'm, I'm not... I'm going to sound like I'm complaining about the person who was staying here, but mm-hmm. I'm not. They're, they've been a really... And they've been looking after the place for, like, nearly three months. Like, it's been right. ages. So... Um, and they've done a really good job. Uh, there's just two things that, like, have... Like, not shit me even, but just, like, I got back and I was like, it, it, here's what it was. It was just a demonstration of things that I find important versus things that other people find important. There'd be a bunch of things that I do, you know, that people, would annoy people, right? Because yep. we all have our own idiosyncrasies. Syn- like, I, don't, I can drink wine out of any glass. Get me a mug and put some wine in it. Whereas some people would think that was, like, a terrible thing yeah, to do. Yeah, you're a monster. Other, right? So, I, um, so, these are my two things. The first one was you commented on my knives before, which, again, is not helping the serial killer thing. No. The, fa- the first thing that you complimented me on when you came into the house was the quality of my knives.
1: Uh, some good, good blades. Yeah. Could already
0: uh, really. work through things. You know, you could uh, <laughs> carve something so well you could flush it, I believe, <laughs> with those knives.
1: I uh, mean, it was right next to the barrel of peroxide. Right. <laughs>
0: But that's for my hair, right? It's for my hair. Man. <laughs> Entire barrel, really. Yeah. It's, well, it's cheaper if you buy it by the barrel. I went to Costco. I went to Costco and I bought a lot of cling film and I bought a barrel of peroxide because I like, you know what? I often, yeah. I, like, I'm living here by myself, so you often open something, you need some cling film to and, close it back up again.
1: And it doesn't go bad,
0: like cling, doesn't, film. cling right. film. Doesn't go bad. It's it doesn't like go it bad. Not just rope. No. Or... I mean, you, gotta, you always might need some rope. <laughs> right. Oh, you know what was on special? Gaffer tape. Just gaffer tape. Just take, like, so much gaffer tape. Like, being in show business, you, yeah, you, you just... often need some gaffer tape. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was good to have.
1: Howdy. Yeah, um, it was good. I, I, like, I like Global Knives. Um, yes, Global they're, Knives. They're, they're good. That's what This they is are. not a
0: sponsored plug, but uh, if Global Knives would like to get on board the podcast... And a lot of podcasts are sponsored by things like Squarespace and internet companies that actually have to do with things like podcasting. But I quite like the weird sponsor, yeah, Global Knives. That's what I'd like. Uh, so uh, I love Global Knives as well, uh, and they're not exp- expensive, but they're you know more expensive than your usual yeah. knives. Um, so they've gone in the dishwasher. Now I'm not into that. The Global right. Knives shouldn't go in the dishwasher because if they hang around, like, and they got that little bit damp, they go a bit weird and you know like I don't like it
1: and they can kind of clang against each other and hand wash
0: wash your knife Yeah, hand wash your expensive knife that's my first thing not really into the dishwasher either I didn't really even know I had one I assume I knew I had one but I don't use the dishwasher because I'm here by myself so I like to wash up as I go yeah
1: that makes sense if you're only having you can't run a Seems weird.
0: like Well, also, but well, also oh, your carbon footprint's you already
1: sh- bad enough from the number of flights back and forth for every gig that you have to do.
0: Oh, no. It's, I mean, it's terrible <laughs> it's for the environment. The they're least like, you could uh, do is
1: not run the dishwasher.
0: Yeah, the, t- the next generation are like, uh, oh, my God, my gigs are going so well. They're selling so well. Oh, no, no, we've come to see the person who destroyed our planet. <laughs> we've come to blame you. We hate you. Uh, so that was the first thing. The second thing is... If somebody has been staying uh, in my house, this is what I would do. I'm not going to put this as a, like, this person should have done this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it as a, this is what I would have done. Yeah. Because you should. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I feel like I'm trying to soften it, but I know that I'm not actually softening it at all. I get it. Uh, They didn't wash my sheets. Uh, They've been sleeping in my bed for, like, months. Well, I mean, I assume they've washed them at some stage. But... Here's the thing that I would do. I would wash the sheets and make the bed, like, you know, so that it was nice and fresh for the person when they'll come in back. But
1: yeah.
0: I think that's fair,
1: isn't it? I think that's a fair thing. Yeah. I've, like, there was one time I stayed at a friend's and I was running late to get to the airport. So I still, I managed to get the sheets into the washing machine and then I told, like, the other rat flatmate, can you do me a solid and take the stuff out and hang it up? Yes. But, yeah, I think, yeah, you've, you've got to wash the sheets if you've been manking up the bed right and I'm not saying she was manky no but everyone's a bit manky everyone's, everyone's got a bit a of bit manky. manky everyone's got a bit of mank that's why you have to wash sheets yeah. <laughs>
0: if they, if no one had mank you, you wouldn't have to anyway that's my that. so that was that was my thing yeah Um. hey uh, I know that you know we have to keep this tight today because you've got to go to your haircut so ha- how long have we got we to go? got a little bit
1: more time okay. I think Uh. yeah no I th- I reckon I got about I think I got until 22 that I need to alright
0: okay well, that's cool let's keep going then Um. alright so um, I've just moved to America properly now. We were talking about this because I yep. moved in this place in December, but since then I've essentially been on the road back home in Australia or right. on the road here in America. So this is my stretch where I'm here for like months now and I've like come back into the house and it's not moving in. It's me living here and, you yeah. know, kind of setting. you got art on the walls now. Right, yeah. It's like I, I, I'm almost moved in. I, I I still have all the things that go with the TV on the – Sitting on the cardboard box, they, <laughs> they came in. What are they? Oh. <coughs> Next to the TV. Okay. There's a lot of cords and wires and things that I don't yeah. understand.
1: Um, <clears throat> I think you
0: really need them. Uh, but uh, apart from that, like it's, it's, it's getting there. I need to buy some rugs, which I'm not... Buying rugs is not anything that I've ever been excited about. I have a, this rug. I don't. Like, this rug I don't like on? the rug that you're looking at here.
1: This, but this was a rug you bought as well. Right? Yeah,
0: I bought it. But I bought a couple of cheap rugs at the start because I had to because I had, was going to have furniture on the floor, so I just wanted to get some shit in before I saw what the place looked like. Got it. But I think what I need is some dark rugs. I think the room needs some like some dark rugs because it's pretty white. It's a very white room. It's a very white room. Otherwise, I
1: mean, I you, I don't know if there are any pictures of it or anything, but if you think, uh. Just imagine John Lennon singing Imagine in the corner.
0: Right. Maybe I should get that. Maybe that's the decoration that I need. <laughs> that's all you need. You just I need, need John
1: Lennon, John and Yoko constantly.
0: I think that in... Like, I'm in LA. Like, I I think that I could, like, find a guy who... Like, there's that guy who thinks he's Jesus. Or does he think he's Jesus? I don't know whether do you know?
1: he thinks he's Jesus or whether he just really likes the look. Right. So,
0: there's a guy who walks around, like, LA all the time. Yeah. He's open at the comedy as store Jesus. as well. He oh, comes to gigs and stuff?
1: Yeah. I think he might even... Do gigs? Do gigs, maybe. But he's always just wandering out. He's one of the assorted characters that the comedy store tends to attract right
0: well he's yeah this is certainly his area which is around where i'm living Yep. like i see him quite a lot and he's always in the big robes and he's got like the you know your traditional jesus look
1: yeah it's like you. It, yeah this isn't just just so your listeners know this isn't will just stereotyping a guy who happens to be bearded and roby
0: oh yeah no no no, no
1: he he like he's gone the full full jesus this is definitely like like if he isn't trying to look like Jesus yeah. it's very strange it's like it really be very weird. like if you were to suddenly show him a picture of Jesus and yeah. he's like oh my I god I have no idea that that explains that was
0: r- <laughs> why people have been pointing <laughs> <laughs> was,
1: i just thought this was my look right like, now you're sure that I'm copying him and not the other yeah. way around. Like it's time. Oh, it was a long time. Okay, it right. Was a long
0: time ago. You know what? We both could have come up with this idea <laughs> and just, look independently. Just simultaneous. It's to- just common thought. Like yeah. I mean, what in the in two thousand years, two guys can't stumble on <laughs> the exact look? same look. You're like, telling me? I mean, look at look at Chaplin and Hitler. Yeah. Right. <laughs> same moustache. Same moustache, and that's closer. This was like thousands of years ago. <laughs> Like, do people still remember this Jesus doing? Like, it, yeah, I mean, it was 2,000 years ago. Surely I can. Yeah. What's he done lately?
1: <laughs> hey? What have I done? Yeah. See? A lot. A lot. Wandered I'm these streets. I'm doing stuff right now. Right now.
0: Uh, so I think he looks, he knows that he looks like Jesus. And Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a guy who, like, to be honest, fucking Jesus is on the way out for me. Because this new guy that I've been seeing around is blowing my mind. Oh, yeah? Because I think that. At the start when I saw him, I'm trying to look at the world in a different way of late, which is that when I see something that I think is unusual, and mm-hmm. I think this has always been the problem with you know history is that we're very quick to judge or make fun of or whatever things that are unusual. And that's where like I think a lot of homophobia and transphobia and all those sort of things come from because you don't see something and it feels a bit unusual. Yeah. People rather than thinking from that person's perspective or, you know, what their life's like or why they're in that situation or whatever, right? So this guy is starting to inspire me. At the start, I thought it was a bit weird, but now I'm kind of like... Because you know what? In life, I think the secret to life is knowing what you're really into and, like, just doing
1: that, right? Yeah, and maybe finding other people who are into it as well, but if you can't, then just styling it out. Like, having the absolute nerve to be exactly who
0: you are... Is yep. really courageous to me. Mm-hmm. There is this dude uh, who's like had plastic surgery and walks around, and he looks like Spock. Have <laughs> you seen this dude? I have not. Oh, he's like a giant Spock. Like he's taller than Spock, uh, but like he's had that. He wears and the it, Star Trek uniform. Okay. He like he's got the hair done. He's definitely had like you know facial he's had his ears pointed surgery. The kind of like, and he just walks around being Spock, like he's just one hundred percent Spock all the time. <laughs> I, I fucking dig it. Because you know what? At some stage, he's like, you know, there's people who fucking love Star Trek. Like, people yeah. love Star Trek, right? Do you right? think,
1: uh, now, do you think he, like, when people call him out on it, when, like, kids, do you think he has to kind of go, look, I'm not really Spock. I'm just one of Spock's helpers. <laughs> because Spock can't be in all Every places. Every Spock, Spock can't be in all the malls. Spock's very busy, particularly
0: <laughs> so at this time of the year. <laughs> just, before, just before Spockmas. <laughs> just before Spockmas. I mean, this is this is the Spockmas rush. It's a very big time. No, I just, I mean, I find that brave. I don't know. How would you react to a guy you saw just like dressed as Spock? At the start, i got to be honest with you, I, I found it really unusual and confronting. And there was a bit of me that was a bit sad because I was like, oh, really? But then there was another part of me that's like, no, fuck it. He just likes Spock and Star Trek and he's just gone full Spock. He's gone for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: People have made Spock on, mate. That's what I'm going to
0: say to him next time. When he walks by I'm going to Spock on. I'm going to give him the equivalent of the devil horns, but it's going to be the live long and prosper. And I'm going to <laughs> just gonna go do it backwards. I'm going to do it backwards and I'm going to be Spock on. <laughs> 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 <Woo>! <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I was fascinated by him.
1: Yeah, I, I think if I saw him, I mean, I like, probably, I wouldn't trust him necessarily with like orthopedic surgery or anything. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. So if you... You wouldn't go to a Spock-dup. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing you out of your own house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you wouldn't go to an accountant. Give me your spock <laughs> Like I, in my scenario, I imagine that Spock incorporates his name into everything that he does, even though that's not yeah, something he did like- in the Star Trek <laughs> movies at all. Spock to see you. That's not even a pun. That's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nothing like nice.
0: Ah, uh, I think your appointment's at 9 spock <laughs> My God.
1: Okay, Spock it now. <laughs> Put a Spock in it. <laughs> all right, bend over. I'm your Spocktologist. I- Oh, you wouldn't want those fingers all going in you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hang on. That's that's the Vulcan desk grip. (laughs) You're not meant to be doing that. At least get them in first before you spread. (laughs) At least. If you're going to put the four in, at least do them.
0: (laughs) Oh, now I understand why Khan was so angry. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I kind of... There's Michael Jackson ones. You often see a Michael
1: Jackson... Yeah. Like, in pers- like person who looks like Michael Jackson. There is a documentary that I'm yet to see about all the lookalikes on Hollywood By the Boulevard. way, isn't
0: that probably the most commonly used phrase in relation <laughs> to documentaries?
1: <laughs> I, I've heard talk of this yeah. documentary.
0: How many people... What do you reckon the percentages are of people who say that they're going to watch a documentary versus people who actually watch the documentary? This is
1: what I do really want to see, and I think it might be on Netflix. Um, but it's, it's about the world. But I, I don't know. We should do a documentary that no one watch about. Documentary watching. But right. um, it's about uh, all the... And the director's Spock. It's my Spock Spockumentary. <laughs> I'm back. He's still doing that? I'm still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back at 10 of Spock.
0: You've done that one already?
1: <laughs> don't care. It was 9 of Spock last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's still the same.
0: <laughs> it's not. It's a new bit. <laughs> We hate you. (laughs) Suck my spock. That's not one either. Um,
1: so it it's set in the world of these uh, the lookalikes Uh on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Who apparently and oh, you know what? I actually have heard of this documentary. Right. Yeah, and it's meant to be cool. It's meant to be good. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Yeah, and there's this
1: whole little subculture, and there are some who take it really seriously, and there are some who are just trying to Mm -hmm. get cash, and there's there's territory battles going on and if if there's already there's already a marilyn monroe and another marilyn monroe shows up or like i'm spider-man and right that'd be good if it was spartacus (laughs) (laughs) this is more punny than the show's ever been (laughs) (laughs) uh i wonder um have you ever seen seen them on the way to work because that happens sometimes like i I've taken the subway in uh-huh. to Hollywood a few times. Oh, ta- uh, really? It's it's good. you ever taken the? It, it wouldn't be good for you because you live on the wrong side of town for it. Right. Yeah. But I live in Studio City, uh-huh. and going like getting the subway to Hollywood or downtown is great. Oh, okay. Like the subway <laughs> in LA is actually really good if you're going to one of the three places that it, it actually covers. Yeah, right. That's the trouble with it, and it'll, it it stops too early, and you can't get to most of the good bits. But um, but I've been on the train and sat opposite, like, a half Spider-Man. Oh, right. Who's on, on yeah, their way on to Yeah, on the work. way, putting yeah. the
0: makeup on. And then I'll, I can put the makeup on on the train.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's just got, like, he's got the mask off and he's just sat there, just looking like a commuter, but looking like a maniac commuter.
0: <laughs> oh, well, he's in show business. He's
1: in show business, I yeah. think that's what's important. He's got his union card, probably.
0: Brian? He's an actor? Yep. He's, you know, he's in a documentary a lot of people have said they're going to watch it <laughs> some stage.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, that's an INDB credit.
0: Right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that thing that everybody says is good <laughs> and no one seems to have actually seen. So we're not actually sure whether it's good or not. But you know what I do know about that documentary? That someone has told me that someone else told me that was good. So right. You know? Can't get better endorsement than that.
1: Guaranteed. That's definitely worth watching then.
0: Right. So uh, what else has been going on? We're going to finish up in a minute. Apart from your haircut, what's been uh, going on in your world? What else can we tell people? What's coming up? Because it always takes a while for us to Um, give the plugs. We're at set list tonight, but people aren't going to listen to this in time because I'm not going to put it up.
1: Uh... For your UK listeners, and I know you've got a couple of them. I do. Uh, I know you have people who are like you over there. Um, yeah, I'm well,
0: mostly a- Australians, to be honest, who are in the UK. But Well, if you any know. of those
1: Australians are going to Glastonbury, right. I'm going to be there for the festival and doing... I can't. I don't know my exact time slot, but I'm on in the cabaret tent at some point on early Saturday evening.
0: That's my only hope now to go to Glastonbury. I was talking recently um, about the fact that one of the like I'm 40 now, and one of the things that I've always wanted to do in my life was go to Glastonbury. Oh, it's a
1: fun festival! But I
0: know that I'm at the point now where I just can't go and like do it as a punter like at 40.
1: Oh yeah, well you should. Um, next time you're going to be in the UK any time around, then Mm. like they book it pretty early on. They book it around January, February. but give us a shout with enough advance notice and that's what I want to do here's I the wanna... thing about Glastonbury it's so big like any other music festival I've done right. there's just one backstage that's for everyone mm-hmm. and which is kind of cool like I, right. I, that's really cool at yeah, Reading of course. at Reading six years ago Pixies were just on the next table to me in the canteen amazing I was just like I was sort of diagonally opposite from Kim Deal right and I was just like oh, this, this is weird so good. this is weird uh, and then Queens of the Stone Age came in and the que- and the keyboard player had a bit of an argument with one with the girl serving because she wasn't allowed two main courses. <laughs> <laughs> the girl serving was like, I've been told we can only give one main course for, for a meal ticket. And she was like, I've just got off, like literally just got off the main stage of this right. festival. Can I give possibly me have? <laughs> give me two and she's meals. like, I can't do that. <laughs> it was really... No, so no. I got to see that. I got to see that all play out. Um, but Glastonbury so big, it doesn't work like that. There's different areas for everything. And if you go there as a comic we we camp backstage theater and circus right so it's just the comedians and the carnies. it's all the all the circus people and all the street performers and it's great we've got like our own little backstage green room stage awesome. the people guest in sometimes there are some weirdly good drop-ins like Alabama three did a little guest secret gig back there awesome. one year um. Glenn Tilbrook, the guy from Squeeze, is always dropping in because he's friends with all the old comedy guys from back in the day. They used to go to Up the Creek Comedy Club and hang out with Malcolm Hardy and all those guys. So, so it's basically just comedians and the, the walkabout performers and all the street performers and all the circus guys and awesome. the sideshow people. Awesome. So it's wonderful. It's, and there's a late-night bar that's sort of a secret little bar that only opens up when everything else is closed and it's out the back of a van. And you'll see the weirdest looking people you've ever seen in your life. Like, they'll put, they'll put Spock to shame.
0: Oh, really? I'm actually playing a Star Trek festival in Germany, Spocktoberfest.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I thought Seriously. for a second. I thought I'm... for a second. <laughs> too much exposition I was giving there. And I was like, because that went on for a while without a payoff. And I saw your mind turning and I was wondering where you're going. And it was just another fucking Spock pun. <laughs> How, long, how you, had you had um, that loaded for a
0: while? Are you waiting for an in, or were you? No, no, no. Every time you were talking at the start, that while, <laughs> while you were talking so much, I, like I, while I wasn't interrupting, was I was trying to think of a band that might play Glastonbury that had like <laughs> like a. But all I could think it was like a Spock hook or like the the spin <laughs> Spockers. I was like I couldn't think of any bands that would actually be on the Glastonbury lineup. I'm sure there's like a really obvious one, but I I couldn't like what's a good Spock pun for a ba- like an indie band like a band that would play at Glastonbury can you think of one I mean I know that you are an anti-pun but like but <laughs> surely with your intelligent brain you could think of like you know modern music and young people there's got to be a band that I'm has I'm sure Oc there are many and I'm sure the... we're about
1: to get inundated with right hit me, hit me our up Twitter feeds are you know to be full of.
0: I, w- I want people to do that I want like uh, sp- like Spock bands hashtag Spock bands that's <laughs> what that's what I want to know <laughs> <laughs> the hashtag spock and roll that's my that's my hashtag so all in right jury and the Spockheads. um yeah that's not oh, bad that's, yeah I, I that's would, pretty old school yeah i reckon that's well that was better than anything i had so <laughs> all right uh uh matt kershine at matt Kirshen on uh twitter
1: matt on twitter uh yeah that's yeah that's, i'm that's very bad at updating it but it exists okay all right that links to all my other things all right um and, and uh, Probably Science is the
0: podcast. Oh, Probably Science, of course. Yeah. Now, definitely listen to that. And I
1: uh, I know that a lot of Australian listeners have been listening. Like you people go- listen to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I mentioned this last so- time. You got us in the charts just yep. by plugging it on this show. We, right. We charted in. I think we were above WTF at one point. In and the you've Australian had some IQ really shows.
0: good guests on like... Uh, we have. Well, you know, so it's a, really, it's a really fun... Including your good self. Right. So find somebody that you love on there and like listen to that episode first. That's the way that I always get into your podcast. You just, you know... Karen Gillan's done a few she's done a couple yeah, yeah. she did the uh, one and she... I always listen to her podcast <laughs> 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 I'm like I'm gonna learn a little bit more about her good I, I think that'd be a nice thing because when I when if I eventually meet her at some stage which will happen I don't want to go the full Doctor Who fanboy straight away <laughs> so like having some more, sort of more indie things are gonna be like oh you heard John Matt's podcast you got some yeah interesting... and apparently you also act right you act Doctor Who you say it's a British thing right I don't know if we got it in Australia <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean nothing. Do you like puns? Uh, WillAnison.com.au. If you like the show, uh, rate it on iTunes. I particularly uh, – our overseas listeners, um, uh, UK, US, rate it on your local iTunes. It means that more people can uh, listen to the podcast and find out about it. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Uh, the other podcast Tofop is back Uh, so uh, we're we're only doing a short season uh, eight episodes because um, obviously I was only home for a week and Charlie and I had to record for that whole time but if you liked that show as well rate it on iTunes Uh, thank you very much for listening Uh, thank you uh, for
1: being here Matt thank you for having me Will do you have anything to say before you go no I can't I can't think of a single Spock I mean thing (laughs) (laughs)